one of the most stressful things in the world is planning a wedding. I'll never forget when me and my wife were planning our wedding, just how stressful it was, all the moving pieces that you have going on. The good news is now there's a solution. OurStressFreeWedding.com is the best place to find your vendors to organize all your thoughts. Visit OurStressFreeWedding.com to see how they can help you for your big day. Today, more than ever, players, coaches, trainers, and everyone in between are looking for great ways to showcase their talent, their camp, their program. That's where my friends at Era Sports come in. Era Sports is a content creation company that works with high school, college, and pro athletes to create the best media on the market. If you want to showcase your talent through photo, video, or graphic design, call Era today. Era Sports, we are at the game. What up? I'm Zach Goodwin, and this is Hoop Scoop, the podcast that explores the life and hoops journey of players, coaches, and influential people all throughout the sport. Get the scoop on all things hoop here on Hoop Scoop. This is Hoop Scoop. Thanks for joining us again. Let me tell you something. I mentioned it last time, but our guests up to this point have been perfect. This is exactly what I wanted this podcast to be, and we have another phenomenal one for you. Scott Shane, head girls basketball coach at Silver Creek High School in Silver Creek, Indiana. If you don't know about them or you don't know where it is, Google them. You will find everything. Their boys have won two state championships. They should have won three if it wasn't for COVID. Their girls won a state championship, then went back to one that no one thought they were going to. Just a phenomenal story. Now, we cut this one up into two parts for you because me and Scott got into a lot. He was so generous with his time, and it was an awesome, awesome podcast. You're going to have to give it a listen. Part two will drop pretty soon. Uh, before we go, though, I want to I want to jump into this. So this is somewhat of a touchy subject, uh, and I talk a lot about it with coaches and players, and I think uh, I think a lot about it as well. And that is the difference between AAU or the the dilemma between AAU and skill work, right? And a, a lot of today, a, me, and, me and Scott talk a little bit about AAU and what it used to be, right? It did not used to be hopping online, finding tournaments, or you were affiliated with Adidas or Nike or whatever, and you're playing, you know, 100, 150 games a summer. I mean, just an insane amount of games sometimes. Some kids are bouncing between teams, right? If their team's off one weekend, they're going to play for another team. And it's just game after game after game after game. And I'm not sure that that's the answer, right? And so I have a three-year-old son. And he's very into sports. And I don't know what he's going to turn out to like. And to be honest with you, I don't, he could he could cheerlead for all I care. I just want him to really love something. But he he's shown a great interest in basketball, as well as you know football and a bunch of other sports. But basketball is is my thing so I think about it a lot and I think about as he gets older when is the right time to introduce him to travel sports and I don't know I don't know what the answer is right now um, my dilemma is that kids who play just travel all the time they they never do skill work those practices for AAU teams I've coached AAU teams it's hard to work in skill work you're trying to get in some resemblance of an offense for your guys to run to give them a little bit of structure. And then you're also trying to get up and down. You're trying to get you guys familiar with each other and you're not practicing that much. Now there are AU teams that are very involved who practice a ton and they involve skill work and that's great, but that's not most AAU teams. So 
as he gets older, my question is, you know, do that trainers are really coming on the scene. Trainers were not big when I was young. There were some around and they were kind of, they didn't have the greatest reputation, right? It was kind of a, every, you know, when you said trainer, it almost came off as like car salesman, right? That was when they were first entering. Now trainers are huge and there's a lot of really good ones. And so I struggle with that. Do you send your kid to a trainer, you know, four days a week or whatever, uh, get up X amount of shots, work on ball handling, work on that kind of stuff to a certain age and then go play hoops? Trainers will tell you yes. Trainers will tell you that's the answer. Uh, AAU coaches will tell you otherwise. And and you get a conflict answer from college coaches. And so I struggle with that a little bit. Um, in my personal opinion, I think there should probably be an age. I think you should probably do a lot of skill work. There should probably be no AAU. You should, if you're you know in that position where you can find a trainer, I think you probably should up until a certain age. And I maybe seventh, eighth grade, maybe maybe freshman year right? To really hone in those skills that are necessary to be a great high school player, to go play at college, to get even further if you want to. I think that's probably the answer. Let me know what you think. Shoot me over an email at hoopscooppodcast, hoopscooppodcast at gmail.com, I should say. Uh, Find us on Twitter or Facebook at hoopscooppod and let us know what you think. I I would be really interested. I I think this is going to be kind of an ongoing theme and ongoing conversation that we have for a long time because I don't think the current system is the right system. With that being said, I want to hop into it with Scott Shane, head girls basketball coach at Silver Creek High School in Silver Creek, Indiana. A crazy story. I've known Scott for a long time. He was a big influence on me in my younger years and he didn't even know that until this podcast. You'll hear some of that. Like I said, we cut it up into two parts. You'll get the second part dropping here soon. Listen here to Scott Shane's story. You are just going to love this one. All right, so where'd you grow up, and what was your first memory of hoops? Man, as I, see, I grew up in Elizabeth, Indiana. Small, you know, well, you know where Elizabeth is. Uh, <laughs> small town down in Harrison County on the river. Uh, my first man, that, that first memory of hoops. You know, I remember growing up, and we would go cut tobacco, right? So we'd go down to Laconia uh, and go cut tobacco, and at my uncle's, right, uh, Sheldon and Randy, you know, we get finished cutting tobacco and uh, we would go, they take us, like, there was a, I mean, I can't make this up. There was a, a goal on the barn and we would go to the barn and that's where we would, we'd shoot and play, you know, and that's, we just spend time out there. And that's one of my first memories of just, I was probably in sixth grade, but I was in th- fourth grade, third grade. Um, I just remember going out and watching them play. They let me play with them and just shooting, you know, but that was one of my first memories of, of basketball. Now you had three siblings, right? And you were, mm-hmm. where at in the age group? I'm the oldest. Yeah. And the wisest. <laughs> um, and so for, for those who don't know, tell us your uh, siblings, who are they? Yeah. So, so, so I got a brother, Chad, uh, I can't remember how old he is. I think, let's see, I'm 47 ish. <laughs> uh, he's, he's four years younger than me. Then I got a, uh, another brother, Craig, who's uh, about 38, I think, 37. And then I got my youngest sister, you know, my, my sister, I say my young, my youngest sibling, Brittany. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's four of us. Uh, you know, uh, I'm the oldest and Britt's the youngest. Okay. And so what was the competition like in the Shane household, fourth grade, going and playing on a, on a hoop on a barn after you got done cutting tobacco? Yeah. Hey, get after it, man. You know, uh, I tell you, me and, me and Chad, 
uh, you know, we were about four years apart. So, uh, you know, we got to play one year of high school basketball together. But, uh, you know, I would come home and, and mean, and, you know, he and I would just go at each other because, you know, he was a pretty athletic kid. And this was later on, of course, when I, I was in college and he was in high school. Uh, with Craig, Craig was so young, we really didn't. We'd take him with us, so we'd go playing these three-on-threes, you know, these Gus Mackers, and, uh, you know, they, they don't do this stuff anymore. But we go to the street ball showdown. You know, we go up to Austin, Indiana, Scottsburg, you know, out here to these – just these old, you know, outdoor courts. And uh, we would take Craig with us. And, you know, he was about – I guess he was probably a uh, – this is later on, in, you know. And, uh, you know, we go out there and mess around. Uh, and then Britt, you know, as Britt got a little older, uh, you know, then she, we started tagging her along with us and, and playing in some things. So, you know, we, we played against each other for each other and by each other quite a bit. So around what, was there much travel? So you're saying you'd go to these three on three tournaments and stuff. Um, was there much travel basketball? Was there, was there any of that kind of stuff starting? No, no. When I was, when I first started, like uh, when I first started playing basketball, I mean, like actually getting into organized stuff uh, there, AAU, I mean, it, it had just started, you know, honestly it had just started. And my dad and I were talking about this not long ago that, uh, uh, that he was the second one in Harrison County to start an AAU team, Mike Biddle being the first one out of Corden. Uh, and Dad started an AAU team uh, called Harrison County AAU. And that's what it was, man. We had the mesh uh, things. I was in, I want to say, sixth grade. Uh, and he just kind of picked up some guys from uh, Corden, uh, North Harrison, Crawford County, you know, just some local, just the, the local counties, you know, it was brand new. And so, like there was only one tournament, right? The one state tournament, unlike now where, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of, everybody, everybody a state champion, you know, it's, uh, it's crazy, you know, as the four teams, Hey, we just had a state championship down at X amount. How many teams were in it? Four, you know, (laughs) but, but, you know, so we would just travel to, uh, and and, well, just dad would call up other, find out word of mouth on other teams, you know, in the area. And we would just go on a Saturday to a high school gym and uh, just play around Robin, you know, and basically what you did then was getting ready for the state tournament. Cause then you'd go to, I want to say Indianapolis somewhere. Uh, one time we went to Newcastle, which was awesome. Uh, you know, Richmond, uh, we went to Anderson one time you go play in the, in the state tournament there, you know, and that's when everybody came together, you know I mean? You just, you, and then if you, you finish in the top three, you qualified for, you know, the, the AAU nationals, but, uh, but travel basketball, no, it's nothing like it is now. Like, golly. And it's awesome. It's wonderful. Cause, uh, you, you can get out there and actually, you know, it, I think it helps with recruiting now, you know, uh, cause there's so many visible uh, opportunities for you. Absolutely. And you have your tears and this is actually a question I have for you later. Um, I talked on my last podcast about like recruiting and some of the mm-hmm. issues with it today. Like you, you have your coaches like that don't give you all the information, but for the most part, coaches do a really great job and it's more up to like the kids. And so AAU today, there's a good job of like, you know, your D three schools are like, okay, well, I'm not going to go to this tournament. I'm going to go to this tournament because this mm-hmm. is my caliber of player. Um, so yeah, that is a, that is a great thing. So you don't, you know, you're not just going and trying to pick out, okay, well the six count on this team is our caliber of player. Right. But yeah. I can't really tell right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's different. Uh, you know, uh, you have like now, you know, you have you do you have different uh, levels, you know, you play in platinum, you play in all this stuff. But you also you know different range of teams, you know, talent wise, skill wise. Uh, but I do think. Uh, I mean, it does help, you know, these kids uh, with these opportunities, you know, to get out and actually play in front of people. 
Absolutely. So when did basketball really start to get serious for you? I mean, when did you start to say, okay, I got to start getting up this amount of shots a day. I got to start doing this. Uh, when did that happen? I always tell, I t- man, it, I, I can tell you the day that it hit me, man. And I was like, okay, you know, I, if, if you want to play this game and you want to maybe, you know, be good at this game, uh, it, it started with AAU. Uh, my dad, he took us up to, to, we actually went to Anderson and I, we were in sixth, seventh grade. I was in seventh grade and we rolled up there and we were pretty good. You know, we got all the you know be- best players from around the, you know, our area and, uh, and we go up there and we play uh, we play the Wilson Warriors, man. Wilson Warriors had Kojak Fuller, they had Randy Zachary. Uh, I'm trying to think, they had all these D1 kids, man. And they just I'd never seen a dude dunk before, right? Not and especially seventh grade. I mean, I had never seen a dude dunk. <laughs> and man, we got dunked on left and right. And I was like, I was actually felt like just getting a, a, a box of popcorn and just watching. But coming home coming home we played well but they we ran up against them they just kicked our tail uh but coming home i remember dad talking to me and he's like scott he goes you know we're not we're not we're pretty good from where, where we're from you know our AU team's pretty good uh you know we can compete with a lot and uh, you know you're pretty good you know you're you're pretty good uh from where you're from you know uh but you know there's always better out there you know and if you want do you want to be just the best uh at south central do you want to be the best at Harrison County? Do you want to be the best uh, in, a, you know, your conference? Do you want to be the best? And then he just kept going, what do you want to be, right? And uh, and that's kind of when it stuck with me because I thought, you know, man, I want to I want to be good. <laughs> I mean, that's what I wanted to do. You know, I just – I wanted to be the best I could possibly be. So uh, that's really one of the – that trip really changed my perspective about, you know, I thought I always, I always worked hard, but I really didn't understand like there is really a lot of talent out there now. So you get, you go through sixth grade, you're playing, you know, some travel, you go through junior high um, and you hit a high school as a freshman. How tall were you? Do you remember? Man, I was maybe five, five, seven, you know, uh, a buck 10. (laughs) 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 I I, I get blown off. I I get blown over with a stiff wind, man. (laughs) So what was that? uh, What was that like? So you go from, um, and I had some of this, some of this shock as well. You go from your most of the time, like you said, you go play some of those, some of those kids and you're like, wow, I'm not on that level. Yeah. But most of the time you're playing you're like, I'm the guy, right? I get the ball. I do this yeah. stuff. And now you're a freshman in high school. You're, you're not even close to the biggest guy on the floor, let alone probably the most, uh, talented at the time. Mm-hmm. What, what was that transition like for you? Man, it, you know, it was, uh, I was fortunate, you know, when I, when I became a freshman in high school, you know, he wasn't strong, but they had good people, man. Like, uh, Jason Logston, uh, uh, David Day. We, I had some guys, these are old school names, man, but, <laughs> but, you know, I used to, I used to go, we go to open gyms and play with them all the time. Like, you know, anytime the high school would have open gyms, uh, cause now we have limited contact where we can, everything's organized, you know, it's not like we can just coaches just don't roll the balls out anymore, you know, and, and which I think is a bad thing. Sometimes I think kids just need to go learn how to play, but I used to go to open gyms with them all the time. So they, they already kind of knew me a little bit, but I tell you the, the strength of the game was probably one of the biggest uh, shocks for me. You know, you, I had to, you know, I, you know, I was quick, you know, my, luckily I was quick, you know, and, uh, and so that kind of translated a little bit, but the strength of the game, you know, man, getting hit on a screen, you know, blocking out, um, you know, those types of things was really the biggest, 
shocker for me and and probably the speed a little bit you know uh getting your shot off you know um you know getting that shot off uh quick you know you can't just catch and hold it you know you got to be able to you know get that shot so for me that was the biggest thing was uh probably the strength of the game you know and and, and weightlifting wasn't a thing you know that's the other part is you know, I was talking to David Scott just the other day. Uh, he teaches up here at Silver Creek with me and, uh, you know, from Graceland, you know, played at Miami, Ohio and, and was a pro for years. We were talking about these uh, these dishes, you know, this doc, this gun and the dish. And I, I was telling him, I was like, man, we would have had this when I grew up. My arm would have fell off. I was like, I was <laughs> chasing my rebound. Right. And I said, if we had trainers, we didn't have trainers. You know, we didn't have people that focused on, you know, your ball handling or anything like that. Man, you had to. I mean, my ball handling came from me doing one dribble pull-ups, you know, or between leg pull-ups. But, uh, but that's probably, you know, get back to your question. I kind of got on a tangent was, uh, that was the, I think the biggest, the game a, and then, you know, when you go in, in, in scouting, you know, getting scouted, that was another big shock, you know, they're not going to let me go to my right hand. They're going to make me go left. Right. I remember my uh, my shock. I was uh, I was entirely too big for my britches when I became a freshman uh-huh. and we uh, we went and played summer, a summer tournament up at it wasn't Gibson Southern. I don't remember where it was. But anyways, I shot goes up. And it's like two minutes in the game. and I turn the block out. Kid just barrels me over. Yeah. And I was just I turned to the ref and I was like, is that a foul? And he had his whistle in his mouth and he goes, you need to get stronger, son. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. Welcome to high school. <laughs> right. Uh, so who was your coach in high school? So I, I, had, I had two coaches. I played for Coach Martin, Mike Martin. Uh, actually, my freshman year, going into my freshman year, was uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name now. He was there for a year. Uh, and then he left right when I was coming as a freshman. And then Mike Martin took over. And I played for Coach Martin for two years. And then uh, Coach Tom Cullen came in uh, my junior year. And I, was able, I played for Coach Cullen for, for two years. Okay. And so what was the style of play like for, for those two coaches? Well, it was different. Like coach Martin was more fast paced up and down, you know, run, uh, the three point line had just come in, you know, that's I'm dating myself really now, uh, you know, but he, he wanted to press and get after it. And, uh, and, and that's kind of how we, we played. We had a big kid, Billy Wibbles, who was six, eight, you know, but he didn't play a whole lot. You know, uh, he was a year older than me because he was big and he wasn't, you know, the most at me. I don't, I, big I mean but he wasn't the quickest you know out there um and, and we won some I mean I think my freshman year we man we weren't very good honestly we won like six games uh my sophomore year I want to say we won about eight games uh and then uh and coach Martin did a great job it was just the talent you know I mean I we were young I was young uh, I was trying to figure things out and uh you know I you know you could tell we were getting better um but, you know, sometimes they're small towns, man. You know, you can the, 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 the village can get upset about things, you know, and the village can, <laughs> I think they parents can be parents, man. And, uh, and so they end up bringing in Coach Cullen, who was uh, the JV coach at, at Pekin. And uh, probably, I tell you, one of the, you know, one of the biggest influence, one, one of the influences on me just as a, as a man and as a person, you know, uh, when Coach Cullen came, it was his first varsity co- uh, coaching position, and uh, he brought in a you know a, a matchup zone. He brought in the flex offense, uh, and we you know he he was really really disciplined, you know. And uh, when I remember one game, we're playing Borden, uh, one of the high schools. And you, well, you know Borden, and uh, 
I come down and I, he told me no threes. You know, he didn't want any threes, you know, to start the game. Well, that was kind of my game, man. I like, come on, coach. <laughs> shoot, no threes? Shit, come on, man. <laughs> you know, I come down and ball gets reversed. Well, shit, I'm a shooter. You know, I get it. I shoot the three and it goes in. Man, I hear, you know, come running down. He's yelling. Next thing I hear, dead ball. And uh, shoot, I'm subbed. Man, I set the whole freaking half. <laughs> but you know he, he he did that i look back you know i was i was pissed man i was like what the heck uh, but i look and you know back to what we were talking about billy wibbles uh he was really he was trying to establish him you know he was trying to get us to understand that you know we needed we got to be both ways you know like go in and out you know can't be just shoot the three or me me shooting the ball um uh, and so uh you know he's a very disciplined coach um uh, you know, he, you know, he introduced the freaking showers, you know, <laughs> taking showers at the practice. Like, I was like, and, and you know how South Central is, man, the communal showers. I'm, I'm like, I was a nervous wreck walking in there. <laughs> I was taking showers in my swim trunks. <laughs> but uh, so at the time there was no, no class basketball still. Right. I remember correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I was like coming into high school. So my, my uncle, uh, Brian Hurdle, went to mm-hmm. South yeah. Central. Um, a lot of my, Brian, I mean, you're, man. You're, Brian was my dude, man. Yeah, you're you're really name dropping some some yeah. Elizabeth people when they listen oh, to yeah. this. Everyone's gonna know <laughs> who you're talking about. But uh, I remember, yeah, the big thing was you guys won. Was it a couple tournament games? Like that was massive yeah. at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um. So walk me through what no class basketball is like as a small school. You know, you go through your season. Yeah. You could be good, right? I mean, you yeah. can win your conference. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. could you could do well, and then they go, hey, you're playing you know, a 4A school, you're playing New Albany, and you're like, well, all right, it was a good year, guys. Yeah, right. Oh, no, what was 100%. that like? Man, it was, you know, it was awesome in, in a, in, when you could compete. Uh, you know, my first two years, my freshman, sophomore, or my, yeah, my freshman, sophomore year, we were played in the North, Her- or the Crawford County sectional. So we, we went to the Crawford sectional, which you had Crawford County, uh, Pekin Eastern, Lanesville, South Central, Cordon, North Harrison, um, I think that's it. I don't think I'm forgetting any school. So we would go down that way, you know, down there. And my dad used to take us down there all the time. Cause I mean, you know, it was, Oh, it seemed to always like North Harrison kind of ran that sectional, you know, for a long time. I remember one of my fondest memories with, uh, when I was young, uh, was going to that sectional and they're playing Crawford County and Crawford County, Crawford County had Hal Pearson and, uh, oh, they had another dude that was really good. And they were like 17 and one and North Harrison had the book brothers, uh, and they were really good too. And, uh, Man, it was like they, they ended up beating Crawford by like three, but the whole crowd was going, this is Cougar Country. And I, I don't know why that sticks with me, but it does, you know. And But so we would go down there in my, you know, my first two years. Um, I was fortunate my my freshman year, you know, um, we had our starting point guard, uh, uh, David Decker. Um, I can't, I mean, I can't believe all these names are coming back to me. Uh, he turned his ankle, uh, probably about five or six, seven, uh, maybe 10 games into the season. And I was playing a little bit, I was playing straight JV. You got one quarter, right? You get, the, I had the, no, you had to split. So you could play two, two and two or three and one. It wasn't this five quarter stuff anymore back then. And so I would play like three quarters, uh, JV, one, uh, varsity. I never really got in a whole lot unless in blowouts. Um, and then, kid went down and so coach pulled me up and uh and I played I forgot we were playing Restoration Christian out of uh Kentucky I think that's where it was and I played well um you know I, I played pretty well and then he started using me more so I was able to play in those sectionals as a freshman and my 
year we went down, we played Lanesville and they beat us, uh, beat us pretty good. And then the second year we played Eastern uh, and they got us by like six. So then fast forward to my junior year. So we're like down there, you know, you're in, the, in, in you know, that, that sectional, you felt like, okay, you know, I mean, we're kind of comparable with some of those schools, really. I mean, we never could be courting. Uh, but, um, but then they realigned the sectionals. And so we got sent to the New Albany Floyd sectional. So uh, we go up there and it's, now it's us, South Central, Lanesville, Eastern, New Albany, Graceland and Floyd Central, you know, and basically what you're trying to do is just stay away from New Albany and Floyd. Um, but it was awesome, man. My junior year, you know, I know you tell me, got me telling stories. Uh, my junior year, uh, we were really, we were good. I mean, we were 17 and four, um, you know, uh, 16 and four, maybe. I can't remember, the, but we, we, we only lost four or five games, uh, won the conference. Uh, and we were, we, we were good. I mean, we were, we, we had a really good team. And I really think if we would have been in class basketball, I think we would have, you know, we, we could have made, a, made some noise because we just had a little bit of everything, size, you know, uh, quickness and some hard-nosed kids. Brian being one of those kids, man. Uh, Stephen Moore, I can, golly, got me going. Uh, we lost our point guard. Jeremiah Temple got killed in a car wreck uh, over Christmas, right? So uh, you talk about, that's why I think Coach Cullen had such an impact on me was uh, – we had practice and uh, we were coming out of the gym and man, I'll never forget. You know, I'd, I always stay in shoot all the time after practice. And uh, man, one of the Brittany Fredericks, one of the cheerleaders comes in and she's screaming and crying, like, you know, wasn't making any sense. And, uh, you know, finally coach Cullen comes in. He's like, man, he said, Jeremiah got killed in a car wreck. I mean, and we had a game that night. Uh, we had just finished homecoming. We had a game that night, but anyway, uh, it was devastating, man. But, you know, sometimes you got to have, and not the same but those things bring teams together, you know, it brings stuff together. And, uh, and our team really united, you know, through that. Um, and so we're going up in the New Albany sectional and we're listening to country boys can't survive. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Seriously, dude, we're on the bus. I mean, uh, we went our first game. We'd be Graceland. Uh, we'd be Graceland on the last game of the year. We beat them like 50, you know, just drubbed them, man. And, uh, they had Travis Harrett, who was a really good player. Um, and, uh, so we play him in the freaking sectional first round, right? And uh, and the score at halftime is four to two. No lie, four to two halftime score. They held it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you know I was used to scoring, man. Like I was, I was itchy, man. I was like a, I was like a gunslinger without a gun, man. I was like, <laughs> just, I just want to let it fly. But uh, but we ended up winning. I think and the score I think was twenty to twenty to eight. I mean it was crazy how low that. And so we went to the semifinals. And uh, we played New Albany, who was ranked number one in the state. They were undefeated. Uh, they had Noy Castillo, who went to play at the Citadel, uh, and then a, you know, a longtime pro. Uh, Pino Pipes went to uh, – he went to UNC Asheville or UNC Greensboro, played down there. They had uh, uh, Ladrell Whitehead, who uh, went and played at uh, – he went to Missouri uh, out, of, out of high school, ended up at Ohio. I mean, they were freaking loaded, man. And, uh, shoot, dude, we're, we're – we're up at halftime, right? I mean, and the place is freaking rocking. Of course, at that point, everybody's cheering for South Central. You know, Floyd fans, everybody. Absolutely. Cheering. I mean, in that play, hey, that place was rocking. I mean, no, it was rocking. And uh, and we ended up getting beat six. You know, they uh, – I get some shots and they beat us six. But it's funny, my wife gets on me. Uh, she always tells me, she's like – you know, she goes, Scott, she goes, uh, you're – that when you and your boys get together, like me and uh, Steven or somebody, 
that's all you guys talk about. <laughs> like my high school, that was the game, man. That's the game that that I remember more than anything. But uh, but yeah, class basketball was awesome, uh, you know. But I tell you what, with or uh, non-class basketball, you know. But I had a buddy to explain explain it to me like this. He's like Scott, imagine you and I are playing, we're playing poker, right? And uh, you know, he said, here's what's going to happen. We're going to deal cards. He said, but your hand. You get stuck with like whatever hand you get, you're playing seven card stud or whatever it is. He said, Me, I get a draw and I keep drawing until I get the best hand, till the best hand I think, and then we'll play against each other. He said, Now, every now and then, not very much, you're going to get cards that that uh I can't beat, no matter what. And when you do, I want you to jump up and down and scream and yell. That's what I want you to do. And these, you know, and he goes, That's class, but that's non-class basketball. Every now and then. You'll get David beat Goliath, but for the most, and it's the best feeling in the world I can imagine, you know, uh, and that's how kind of how he explained. And like I said, with class basketball, you know, I think it gives, uh, it gives everybody a chance. I think it puts more pressure on your, uh, your 1A coaches, your 2A coaches, your 3A coaches. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of pressure, you know, going up and playing New Orleans at night besides, you know, we just wanted to compete, um, so yeah, man, it was it was fun growing up in that era. There's times I look back and think, man, if we would have had class basketball, we could have made a run. But uh, it just wasn't meant to be. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So when did uh, recruiting really start to get in the mix for you? Man, uh, shoot, my junior year, uh, my my dad. See, they didn't have. I, we didn't really know a lot about this stuff. You know, recruiting was like it's so different, right? I mean, you have to VCR tapes. Uh, you know, you send tapes out, write letters, you know, same things you'd kind of do now, but, but it really didn't, you'd have to go to these camps, right? I, I used to go to this five-star camp, uh, Bob Gibbons, um, and then, uh, a couple of Metro index. Easy. I went with Brian. I actually heard him, you know, you're, you're, I went with him to, uh, to the Metro index camp, but, uh, my junior year, I went to, I went out to this camp in Cincinnati and, uh, played well, uh, made the all-star team out there with, with some guys, uh, and, uh, I came back and I got all these letters, man. I was getting letters from Western Michigan, Akron, you know, all these mid-major schools. And I was like in heaven, you know, and I didn't really understand recruiting. I thought, oh, yeah, they're recruiting me. Well, come senior year, nothing. <laughs> it was nothing. <laughs> Listen, Zach, I can't tell you, man. My junior year, I think I averaged 22. My senior year, I averaged 29. And uh, I nothing. Like, I, I mean, crickets. I'm talking nothing. And uh and I'm like, I remember telling dad, I was like, man, you always told me if you work hard, you know, it'll take care of itself. And, I, you know, and uh, dad always tells stories, man, I was starting to doubt it a little bit. Uh, so with me, man, I didn't get this little like this recruiting thing that all these people you see on Twitter. And uh, I didn't get that experience, uh, man. I had to uh, you know IUS was recruiting me a little bit, you know, but I mean, it was basically come, you want to come here. Uh, and I didn't want to, even though I love Coach Morris. Um, you know, it was just a little too close for me. I wanted to, and not that I ended up going to Brescia out of high school, but, but it was in Owensboro, which I had no idea where Owensboro was. So, uh, yeah, so my recruiting, I didn't have all that, man. Mine was very, very, um, <laughs> crickety. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd, how'd you land on Brescia? Man, I had, uh, <laughs> my dad, actually, uh, coach Matthews, who was, you know, a hall of fame coach from new wash. Uh, he sent a tape uh down to uh kentucky wesleyan right and uh so they sent a tape down to kentucky wesleyan and uh they 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 didn't you know they they didn't think i you know they didn't think i was good enough uh 
to play there. And so Brescia had just hired John Riley from Gannon University. Uh, he, he was an assistant at Gannon. He was a 30-year-old, young, uh, first gig. And uh, he went to Brescia. And I was actually his very first recruit. So uh, they gave him the tape. He came up and watched me get this story, man. This I can't make this stuff up, man. He comes up and watches me play in the three-on-three at, uh, at you know, the three-on-three we used to have in Elizabeth at uh, at the, uh, oh, shoot, up at the, uh, golly, at the Legion, the American Legion. We used to have a big three-on-three tournament up there over, uh, over uh, Memorial Weekend. And uh, and so he came up and watched me there and, you know, kind of liked how I played. And, uh, and so I uh, talked to him a little bit. And then next thing I know, he brings me down for a workout down at Brescia. And, uh, and shoot, I didn't sign my letter of intent. I didn't sign my letter of intent until uh, graduation, till the day before my graduation. Like, that's how late it was that I signed at Brescia. So, uh, you know, so that's how my, my – there wasn't nothing sexy about my recruiting. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> times have changed. Like, I didn't get seen until we went to nationals, like AAU, the actual AAU nationals, got moved to the Expo Center in Louisville. Yeah. And that was when I like I had had some interest, but that was when I finally actually started getting people saying, why don't you come on a visit? But like for someone nowadays, if they would say, hey, are you playing any like local outdoor three on three tournaments here soon? I'll just come watch it. Those that would be people would be beside themselves. Yeah, it's crazy. But that's how it worked. Yeah. He went into the Hall of Fame. It was funny. I went down and uh, because I ended up transfer. I played there for two years and I ended up going to Georgetown. But uh he got inducted into the Brescia Hall of Fame. So uh, one of my buddies called because I, you know, I was one of his uh, his first recruit, and I think the world of him, man. I still still stay in contact with him, and uh, he's a hard nosed dude, man. I can tell you some war stories there. Uh, but uh, I went down to and uh, he had me stand up when we were talking. My first recruit, and he goes, and you'll remember about you, Scotty. I say, what's that, coach? He's like, there was a loose ball and there was a hill in Elizabeth. He said, and at the up at the American Legion, he said, the ball's bouncing and you dive over the hill to go save it in a three-on-three tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you only know one way to play, coach. That's the only way I know how to play, man. <laughs> now, just like the transition from from being younger in high school, what was that transition like from high school to your freshman year at Russia? Again, man, I tell you, I was I, I was really man. Um, one is, uh, you know, when I went to Brescia, they weren't very, again, they, they'd won seven games uh, the year before. And so, you know, uh, so I get there and uh, I didn't know any better, man. I'm out there, you know, just hooping, you know. Uh, the speed of the game uh, was the biggest. I will say that, speed of the game. Um, but at that point, and like, like we'd go up to, uh, go up to, uh, not Grayson, we'd go up to Floyd Central. Like when I, as soon as I could get my license, like Floyd Central is where all the games were, man. That's where you would want to go. And so you have all your Vail players, all the Louisville players. I mean, you're talking about, you know, Pat Graham, uh, David Scott, uh, Paris, uh, Paris Bryant out of, uh, out of Jeff. Um, you know, you get these guys coming at Tick Rod. I mean, you get all these dudes from Louisville coming over in colleges. Uh, then you get all the really good high school players. And so, I mean, that, that's where you would go. And uh, and you go up there and you you'd set until you get picked up and you better win because if you didn't win there were so many people there you would set forever right or just go home you get one game one run get beat and you go on the loot you no know, you can't, don't play again um, so I'd played against all those guys as as years you know so when I went into college at, at Brescia you know uh, the speed of the game was 
was, was the, probably the biggest factor there. And not to tell you the other part about it, and Zach, you said it earlier, was, uh, you know, the the physicality. You know, I was, uh, when I graduated high school, you know, my son just graduated, right? He just graduated. He graduated at about, he's about 5'11", 175. And I was laughing because I was like, you're going to tell me there's no steroids in these hamburgers we're eating. You're crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I graduated 5'10", 135. I was up from 110, but I was soaking wet. Uh, and then injuries, you know, because that's a hard season. Um but that was probably it. It was the, the physicality and the quickness of the game. Uh, but I was fortunate that, like I said, when I, I stepped into the game uh, there, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I was just, just, I loved playing and I always played and I was blessed that I had, I could shoot the ball. <laughs> so I, I, and coach let me shoot it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so did you have a, uh, did you have a moment where it was like, you're not, you're not high school, even, even 4A, you're not, you know, you're not playing high school anymore. Did you have one of those moments where you were like, holy smokes, like this is, even though this is, you know, Brussia in, in Kentucky, yeah. like this is still different. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, with, you know, you, when you walk on the court and there's, you know, all five can play. Like, you know, you know how college is, Zach. You did it too. You, I mean, you're playing against the best from their high schools. You know, I mean, that's what you're doing. Uh, you know, these people that they get in their head saying, if you don't go to, you know, a D1 school, like a Louisville or Kentucky or Indiana, you can't play basketball. They're freaking nuts. You know, I played against some freaking dudes, uh, you know, that just for whatever reason, they were just, you know, same as us, just under recruited or just didn't get a chance to get be seen, you know. Uh, so but there was some times, man, I played uh, Jermaine Brown uh, was the best player I've ever played with. Uh, but he played at Georgetown, but he came in to uh, open gym. And that's the one I was like, holy cow, I mean, this dude <laughs> was a freak. But uh but yeah, I mean, it was fun. you know, like I said, my, my I, the recruiting process was so different, and uh, college, like I said, the speed of the game and the physicality of it was was just, you know, to me that was my biggest adjustment. Right. Yeah, I'll tell you when I uh, when I first got there, I was like, you have guys that you know like jump out of the gym, like stuff like that gets you mm -hmm. off guard. We had this one kid; he was probably five eight, but he was an All American nominee. Didn't get it, but he ended up at a Division three school. Just because everyone thought he was too small, yeah. But the one day we're playing, just like up and down, and I get switched onto him, and I, I swear, I got switched onto him like a half second later. I was like, "Hell, hell!" <laughs> <laughs> He's just by me. There. But the one that you were talking about, you know, uh, scouting in high school, that's what got me when I got to college. Was like mm -hmm. we were preparing for trying our first game of the season, and I remember Coach Buhai was talking about ice and ball screens. Yeah, he's showing how that you know they come off flat and they let the guard go over under whatever. He's like, let's go live in like a two on two, three on three setting. And I remember just like walking off to my assistant coach, and I was like, I don't know what the plan is, but there, I I can't figure this out. Like, and yeah. I always thought I had a high IQ. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm just lost right now. That was my kind of like, wow, this is significantly different. Well, well that's where uh, you know where you know film. We never watched film in high school. Like, and I, I don't think anybody did. I don't, I'm not saying it just was you no know, specifically for South Central or it you know, it just you no. Know, didn't understand. No, it just around like that. You know, first of all, you had to drive and meet somebody, I guess. At, you know, when I started getting into coaching, uh, you know, I, I laugh about coaches now because we're spoiled because we just, you know, email it. Uh, we had to drive to a gas station and meet a dude. <laughs> you know, it's like making a drug deal. You know, we're making a drug deal for a BCR thing, Brad, right? And, uh, and you better hope you got the not a blank one, you know. But, uh, but that's the thing in college, too, was uh, I remember just, you know, watching film, you know, sitting down with the assistant, you know, and just watching film. And I was – 
man, I'm a basketball nerd. I love watching film. My wife gets on me about it. I can watch, man, I can watch any, I've been going back and watching all the old school games, man. And uh, like UNLV, you know, back in the nineties, but uh, just a basketball nerd. So I enjoyed that part. You know, when my assistant Cody Fascuzzo would uh, pull me in and we'd watch film and uh, you know, film on the other team, which, cause I, you know, man, I, I just, I wanted to be the best version of me I could be. So I would just sit and watch film and study things. You know, I would watch other players, uh, you know, that's kind of what got me off, man. I loved I things. Absolutely. Now, how'd you end up at Georgetown? Time in Brescia ends. How did that come to Yeah. Uh, well, I was, after my sophomore year at Brescia, we had played George, uh, we played Georgetown my, my freshman year and, uh, and I played well against them. Um, and so, uh, you know, my sophomore year, uh, you know, we come in and, you know, coach, you know, it's Coach Riley's second year. He gets a good recruiting class in. He gets a couple kids, a Juco kid, uh, Scotty Mills. Scotty Mills was uh, from Jasper. He was, you talk about guys that could jump out of the gym. He was about 5'11". Yeah, and I, I saw him one time. He jumped over a freaking probe. They don't even make probes anymore, but uh, <laughs> Ford probe, he, you know, the dude jumped it. I mean, Scott over it and dunk it. White dude, 5'11", white dude could just bounce off one leg two legs couldn't jump save his life but one leg you let him get a running start at the rim uh and then he had we had a transfer brian germano who came out of uh he came out of uh, gannon with coaching he was eligible uh the second year so anyway um you know we we won uh we were we were good you know i've always you know this this transfer thing, you know, that, that we hear about now, you know, I don't get, I don't get upset with people wanting to transfer. I mean, you know, want to try to whatever they want to do for them. You know, I, I don't get upset with that because I transferred and uh, I was, <laughs> I went down to Western Kentucky and played with some of those guys. Cause I would go play anywhere. You know, I just, I'd, we'd jump in a car and shoot, just go and go down. And, uh, and I really thought I was going to try to walk on at Western Kentucky. Um, and there's some things there, you know, I just didn't, you know, and I was going to Southern Indiana. That's where I was going. Uh, I talked to Chad Gilbert, who uh, played at Southern Indiana, was a friend of mine. And we played a lot of pickup games when I was back home. And they had just come off winning a national championship. And I wanted to win. I mean, and I wanted to win a national championship. That was what my goal was. And I knew I wasn't going to Kentucky, um, you know, and, uh, and so Southern Indiana, had, and it was right across the bridge. And so I went and I, I was, that's where I was going, but I took a visit and, uh, and I didn't know any better. My dad didn't know any better. And it was an illegal visit because <laughs> I, I talked to one of the assistants there. Right. And you're not supposed to do that. I guess. So that I couldn't, they wouldn't release me, but it came out in the papers. I was transferring, right. It came out in the newspapers. And, uh, so long story, uh, and I hope I'm not boring you with this stuff, but, uh, I, uh, you know, Georgetown found out I was transferring and, you know, and they, they, they were always really, really good. They were ranked number one in the country the year before. Uh, they got beat in the semi in the Elite Eight. And uh, so, you know, that's where I end up transferring, you know, and it was hard, uh, you know, because I, I do. I still stay in contact with Coach Riley. But we had went 25 and seven and uh, got beaten. Uh, the, we, we weren't in a conference, so we didn't get in a large bid or anything like that. Uh, and we got beat in the tournament. Um, all lakes or whatever it was and didn't get invited to the national tournament and i was at that point where i was like man i want to go and try to win a national championship and so that's how i kind of ended up at georgetown man was you know i couldn't go to southern indiana and uh in georgetown i wasn't going to kentucky so georgetown was what where i ended up and little did you know you're gonna start just like a whole big family tradition <laughs> right? Yeah. right there it's crazy. Um, so 
you you get to Georgetown. Um, what was your last game at Georgetown? Do you remember? You had a good yeah, good yeah. a heck of a good two years there. What was yeah, that last yeah. game? My last, Hawaii Pacific, man. We got beat by Hawaii Pacific in the Elite Eight of the national tournament. Uh, it was one of the hard. I, mean, I, do, I will say this. I did make my last basket, though. I do remember. <laughs> <laughs> my last basket as a senior, I made. I hit a three. <laughs> I remember that. But Hawaii Pacific, man. Yep, I remember. <laughs> out, in, out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So tell me, t- tell me what was that, that was like. I didn't get I, – I think back on this – often um in high school I had a lot of injuries I got to college I I knew my career was going to be pretty short I thought I could make Mm -hmm. it through college I was wrong Um, but (laughs) I I think back all the time like what was my actual you know I I remember last games but I'm like was that my actual last game um tell tell me what that moment's like afterwards I mean all you know is is hooping from from fourth grade AAU you're just playing anywhere you can possibly play. Oh yeah. And yeah. you go in the locker room and you're like, this is it. Like I'm not going to put on yeah. a Jersey again. Scared to death, honestly, you know, um, when it ended, uh, you know, we, and it, you know, it, it hurt really. I wasn't even thinking about not playing anymore. You know, I was thinking about it. I wouldn't be playing with my, with my brothers anymore, you know, with my, like, cause those guys were my best friends and I wasn't going to put on this Georgetown uniform. And by the year before we went, we got beat in the national championship game. And, uh, you know, and we returned a few of those. Well, we graduated a big pieces of that, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, but I, I just when that horn sounded, uh, I, I, it just hurt because I just wasn't gonna be in that locker room with those guys anymore, you know. And uh, and I still wanted to play, you know. My whole heck, I, I, I laugh, I tell this story. Uh, I always thought I was going to the NBA, I mean, that's what my goal was. Right. But that was my mind. Listen, man, that was my mindset. My mindset was I was going to go to the NBA one way or the other. I was going to try to make it to the league. Uh, and I, I joke about it now. I'm like, I, I used to have draft parties uh, afterwards, like thinking, I, not really, but <laughs> but I always joke. I tell the kids here in my class when I teach, I'm, you know, I got I got teach sophomores and uh, I mess with them, man. So I said, like, you know what, man? I said, if I was three inches taller, that you'd be Steph Curry would be the next Scott Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you'd be wearing the Air Shanes. You'd be wearing the Air Scotties, man. But, uh, but you know, it finished. Uh, when that buzzer sounded, I remember hitting that locker room. First of all, you're devastated because, you know, you get beat. I mean, and um, and so, I mean, I just – but I still wanted to play, and I was very fortunate that at Georgetown, uh, agents would come and watch us play all the time. Like, not me. They were, We had, you know, 6'10", 6'11". We had dudes that would go overseas and play. And then we would have, like – you know, guys coming back from overseas that would come to all of our open gyms, right? And we're right down there in Lexington. So, you know, we go play with the Kentucky guys. Well, so I got to talk to a few of them, you know, uh, Jeff Shepard and, and some guys like that, Anthony Epps, um, you know, and then we had guys that played at Georgetown. And so I would just take their cards, right? Their agent's cards. It's just true, true story. I would just take their agent card and call their agent and be like, hey, would you would you represent me? Hey, because I didn't. No, we didn't know any. It's like high college, uh, you know, trying to get recruited. You're trying to go play, right? And I just I wanted to play. I still I didn't want it to end. You know, I just didn't want it to end. I loved it so much, and I didn't want basketball to be done. And I had a had a chance. This agent Adam Grove, she was out of Chicago. Again, you know, I I, I was blessed. Uh, he was young, just got into you know being a sports agent, and. Uh, he ended up signing me. I mean, I, like I, I said, I told him, I said, you ain't go, you're not going to be out of anything, man. <laughs> like, I don't get anything. I don't get anything. I mean, but, uh, but no, I had to sign it with him and, uh, and he took me to a camp in Chicago. <laughs> That's a great story here. We went to Chicago, me and dad, we go to Chicago. 
he had a gym, right? He had this gym. He had other clients and he had a, this coach coming in from uh, the IBA, International Basketball Association, uh, Bismarck, right? Dakota Wizards. And uh, he said, man, I got this gym. No, they had some other guys that they, he was really coming and looking at. Um, we went to dinner the night before, you know, met the coach. And then uh, we we're getting ready to leave and the phone. No, uh, Coach Grote, his, his phone rings and uh, the gym. Wasn't going to get the gym, wasn't able to get the gym in the morning. Nothing he could do. And we already had the hotel room. And so, <laughs> so we were going to stay the night. Well, the other guys, they went home or whatever. Uh, the hotel that we were staying in, the hotel we were staying in, Coach Garmatz was staying in, right? He was staying in the same hotel. And so he, he saw us walk in, you know, and he's like, hey, he goes to dad. And he said, hey, uh, he talked real gruff. He goes, uh, he goes, well, what are y'all doing tonight? And uh, dad was like, I don't know. He said, well, I'm going to go find a bar. You guys want to join me? And, uh, you know, I'm 21 at this time. And at this point, I was, dad's like, yeah. So we go to a bar with this guy, right? And he gets drunk. <laughs> like <the coach> does. <laughs> Dude, listen, true, hammered, smashed. Like he was drinking two double scotches to, and I was drinking water and Coke. Cause you know, that was, that was the coach. And uh, he looked at me, he said, boy, if you're going to play pro ball, you better learn how to drink your alcohol. <laughs> I was like, okay, give me a beer, <laughs> whatever. Uh, so he gets drunk. And uh, by the end of the conversation, he and dad were talking. He was like, Scott, if you can get to Bismarck, North Dakota, if you can get out here, he said, I'll give you a chance at, at training camp. He said, but I can't fly you out here because he flew everybody out and all the other people they fly out. so the next morning we get up we get back to the hotel you know i mean this is, dad goes scott i don't know if he's going to remember having this conversation with you <laughs> so, <laughs> get up for breakfast luckily bump into him as like you remember hey dad goes you remember that conversation he's like yeah so, uh, anyway i get on a greyhound you know a couple couple weeks later get on a greyhound 34 hours and uh, end up in bismarck and i end up making the team <laughs> So I ended up playing six months in North Dakota for the Dakota Wizards. <laughs> Holy <laughs> smokes. So there was, is. <laughs> that's, that's kind of my, my playing story. Cause then it ended, I broke my hand playing freaking softball. And, uh, and I was, I didn't have my degree and I was kind of ready. I was done playing, you know, at that point I was, uh, uh, I'd met my future wife and, uh, you know, and we'd been together for a little bit and, uh, you know, I, I didn't have my degree at, the, at that time. So I was like, I was ready to coach. You know, so it was. I was blessed in the fact that my last game was uh, one when I walked away. I kind of knew I wasn't going back and playing. You know, in an organized fashion, I was ready to move on to the next phase of my life. Absolutely, that is uh, <laughs> that is that is one of the craziest stories I think I've ever heard. No, it's nuts, man. I and I got home. It was nuts. <laughs> um, I mean, the reason the I'll tell you this. I mean, it, it was crazy. Like I, I, they were cutting me, man. I mean, I could tell you stories like. Like, and this is why, who I am, who, like, I, it's funny. I tell my, my team this story, who they, when they crazy, I'm like, let me tell you who you play for. <laughs> That's what I, tell them. I, I went to North Dakota. I was like, and the dude, they cut me, right? They cut, but they didn't have, but the plane, then they won't fly me. But the plane didn't fly out of Bismarck until Monday. Okay. And so we were up in a three game exhibition thing, right? Three games, they take you around and play. A far go, it might not. Uh, and so there's three games stop. And uh, he was like, Scotty, you know, you, you know, going home, we're cutting you hard conversation he said but okay uh either stay here in the uh you know in the apartment or uh you know go and i was like well, what am i going to do in bismarck north dakota when you know i have nothing to do here i said i'll just go so i traveled with the team 
And so, true story, man. I travel with the team. Well, the first game, the two guards go down, right? They go and get hurt. Uh, and so, the second game, they dress me, right? I didn't even dress the first one. They dress me because they just needed bodies. Another guard goes down. The last game, they, they, I had to play. And, I, I, you know, I tell our kids all the time, the only thing you need in life, I really – also, right? I mean, you got, that's all you can ask for. Anything you can ask for, opportunity. And then you got to run with it. And I don't know what that means exactly and everything, but, you know, and I got the opportunity. I play well and uh, I get back and uh, my agent calls me and says, Scotty, we're not going to cut you. We're going to keep you. I'm going to get rid of that kid. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? That's, that's how I end up making the team. Man. <laughs> every week I would go in that door, though, because they cut somebody every week and brought people in. And it was always the five. You know, hey, we're going to, you know, I always, every time I sit down with, with, with coach, with uh, Dave Jagger, who was the uh, general manager, who was the coach for the, you know, he coached the, uh, gosh, the Grizzlies. And then he was the head coach at Sacramento Kings. He's actually on Doc Rivers staff now, but he was the general manager. He was 24. He was a, he was a, a year older than me. And he for the general manager of this team and he was cutting kids, right? Cutting. And I sat with him and he's like, we're going to keep you. Okay. <laughs> every day I call dad, like I'm here another week. <laughs> that Goodness went gracious. <laughs> so when you you finish up uh you come back home to indiana mm-hmm. okay yeah, I, yeah, and so how did you how did you get, or what was the next steps after that did you yeah, get the well, coaching right away what happened yeah well i get home right i come home and uh, i kind of knew i wanted to uh and so you know i'm, I'm kind of looking around a place i'm looking i'm gonna try to get in at south central uh anywhere i could honestly i mean i was trying to do anything now did uh, you have your degree yeah i did not no i had to go back okay. to school so what I ended up doing, I ended up going back to U of L, and actually, I thank goodness for my dad, you know, because uh, I was going to coach, but I didn't know what to do, honestly. And I was, I, I didn't you know school. I was like, uh, I was tired of being poor, uh, you know. I, I was like, you know, I didn't want to make money. I remember looking at it in the newspaper. I was going to school. I I didn't enroll in summer classes, and I was working at UPS uh, at night and then going to class during the day, right? And so, uh, you know, they had that three, whatever that three to six shift, and then. I would, I would do work there and then uh, go to class. And I remember I came home and I told dad, I'm like, man, this is, man, this is, I'm not doing this. And it's, I, I'm, I'm poor. I mean, I'm freaking broke as a joke. And there, I, <laughs> newspaper, Ford Motor Company was hiring, right? And so, no, you know, a lot of people from Elizabeth, that's where they, that's what they, where they work, you know? I mean, it's a great, I mean, then it was a great job. And my dad worked there, uncles worked there. And uh, I was like, look, man, I, I have enough college credit hours. You needed 90 college credit hours. And that's what I, I had above that. I was like, and you can be a supervisor making about 80,000 a year. And, uh, and I was like, man, just, just, I'm going to go try to do that. I was like, I'm tired of all this school stuff. I can still, dad, you did Ford and you coached, you know, and, uh, and dad shut me down again. You know, a couple, there was some, some stories dad shared with me that that's really kept me and mom kept me like focused on things. He's like, Scott, you don't want to do that. You know, and he kind of explained the whole supervised position, the weekends, uh, everybody hates you. And uh, which sometimes that's coaching, too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, <laughs> I was going to uh, say that sounds like a sounds like a Wednesday. I know. Right. Exactly. And uh, and so. Uh, so anyway, uh, he taught me how to doing that. And thank goodness he did. I tell my class that all the time because I teach college and careers. I was like, you know, you got to have somebody can speak truth to you. And uh, and I was lucky. So uh, so I end up you know, going to North. I end up calling Coach Opal. Cause I'd worked the Southern Indiana basketball. Did they have Zach, when you were growing up, did they have the Southern Indiana basketball camp at North Harrison? Was it still a thing? Uh, it was not at North Harrison. It was not called the Southern Indiana basketball camp, but they had a variation of it. And then they yeah. split it off into like three separate 
like three, you had three different sessions you could go through throughout the summer. And then it ended, I think like my sophomore, junior year. Okay. I, they had this camp, which I mean, it was the biggest camp in the area, man. It was a hundred dollars and you go there for eight hours, you know, and it was great. And they bring all these guest speakers. Well, once I got into college, you know, and plus, you know, coach Opal would pay you, you know, this is before name, image and likeness. So I was, I was taking uh, like $25 handshakes under the table <laughs> from, my, from coach Opal, you know, <laughs> up in North Harrison. But I, I called Coach Opal and I was like, look, man, I was like, uh, I want to get into coaching, you know, and uh, you know, I always respected the heck out of Coach Opal. Uh, and so uh, he hired me as his freshman coach. And so I was working at UPS from three to six. I would get off, I'd drive and go sleep. I'd go sleep in the uh, the parking lot at UofL uh, and then go to class and then leave there and go coach from three to five. And then, uh, and then I would go home and go sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then I repeat <laughs> that I had to do it. Well, that was my own, my own fault. Cause I was stupid in college. You know, I didn't, you know, I, I just, I didn't think about it, man. I, you know, I was dumb in college. I, I didn't take advantage of everything. You know, so I kick kids in the tail now and I like, you know, take advantage of this stuff. Um, but that's what I did. And I did that for, uh, I was coach Opal. I was the freshman coach slash varsity assistant with Opal. Um, and then, and then, uh, he ended up, uh, you know, he ended up stepping down after the, after that my, my one year with him. And then Rick Snodgrass um, took over coaching uh, for, for uh, Coach Opal. And uh, and so I, I coached with, Coach, uh, with, with Rick for two years there at North Harrison. Yeah. It, and yeah, that for two years I was there. I had a coach against my brother, right? We beat him too, by the way. <laughs> that was my youngest brother. We beat, yeah, we beat them first year. I think they beat us the second. No, they beat, we beat them my, my first year at North Harrison. Uh, and and I, they, they, I think he was a fresh, that was the very first, great, funny. That was his very first game as a, as a varsity. He was a freshman. He started varsity as a fret. You know, his first game, he, yeah, he didn't have a hard life. He got to start day one. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, Craig, Craig is who, who made me fall. Actually, that team, his, was his junior year. We're talking Brian Mercer, um, Aaron, yeah. those guys, they're, they're what made me fall in love with basketball. I was a baseball kid and I played yeah. some basketball. My dad was the JV coach with Sam yeah. Mercer and Greg Robinson. And uh, yeah, I would go to practice, man. And those guys, I mean, they would, they would just get after it. They would involve me in everything. Yeah. I'd stand under the basket. My dad would be like, and get hit under there. I'm like, no. <laughs> and then sure enough, I get smoked in the head and Craig come over and help me. Yeah, that was uh, – yeah, I remember riding the fire truck back with them after they yeah. won the, the yeah, second section sectional. in school yeah. history. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was it. That was the team. I was probably third or fourth. They were loaded. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this that, is it. And then I – Good team. They spoiled me because then I was like, I'm going to be them when I get in high school. And then I was like, there's not a whole lot of thems in high school. <laughs> yeah, no, so. yeah. Man, you talk about a 1A squad. I don't care what – class basketball, non-class basketball. That team was a really good team with Josh, uh, Aaron. Was it Josh or Aaron? Josh – no, Aaron, because Josh Aaron. played with my brother. Yeah, because they, they were shoot, they they were they had a good team there too. But yeah, so uh, so that was Craig's freshman year. So Mercer and those guys were eighth graders. That was Philip Condra and Ryan Dixon. But I forgot your pops. Yeah, that's right. Your pops was uh, oh yeah, yeah. A varsity yeah. assistant for years down there. You know, yeah. JV coach, right? No varsity assistant or JV. I knew he he coached yeah, for years so, in South. Yeah, some somewhere in there. Yeah, that was when I got my first uh, first running with your dad. That was back in the day when he he had a lot of fire. And gosh, yeah. I just used to watch. <laughs> I used to just watch him during the games, and I was like, "Who is that guy?" And then yeah. someone told me they're like, "That's a that's you know Randall Shane." I was like, "Nah," and they're like, yeah. "Yeah," and I'm like, 
oh my gosh and yeah so luckily i got to you know get to know your dad pretty well over the yes. years and i'm glad i'm glad he was there my entire high school career it was a lot of fun so so you get done mm-hmm. uh north harrison you're working at ups when do you gra- when do you finish with your degree I finished up after my, uh, I guess, uh, let's see, I finished up my second year at North Harrison. That's right, because I did my student teaching at North Harrison. And so my third year, uh, I, I ended up, and that was 2001, 2000, 2001, that's when it was. Um, I went and I taught at North Harrison, right? So I was teaching. I was a professional at that point, Zach. I was a pro. I was a professional. I actually had my degree. I had a job. I had an apartment, you know, and I was a varsity assistant. I was living my best life. And uh, but as we all do, and uh, you know, Zach, you and I are in the same boat on this one. We all want to be the man, you know. We all want to be get oh, that yeah. head coaching job. And uh, you know, and and being young, you know, there, you know, I, I remember telling, I forgot who told me this, like, you know, Scotty, if the job the job was good it wouldn't be open and you wouldn't be qualified for it <laughs> my uh my first job i got was the girls job at uh at Shaw, right? madison yeah. Yeah. yeah i was 20 i think and i remember i got it and i was like i'm the dude like i am the guy and i went to practice the first day and i'm like oh shit <laughs> yeah right i know you're like hey I, I ended up wanting to do that and i went to shows you know i went that and i love i mean i'm gonna tell you man i was there for three years and loved it. I mean, I loved everything about it, right? I loved the community. I mean, I loved, I still have some really great memories. It's the only place, I'm going to tell you, I, I said this in my banquet, we went 0-21. That's hard to do. Listen to me. I don't know what's more difficult, going 21-0 and 0 or 0-21. They're both very difficult <laughs> to do, okay? Hard, yes. <laughs> and it's funny because, uh, you know, we, we, we've had some lately here at Silver Creek some success, and everybody thinks, like, everybody thinks, oh, my gosh, you know, you know, they're doing coaching clinics and stuff, speaking at these things. I'm like, dude, I'm the, we do the same things I did back then. <laughs> I just got talent. <laughs> you know, you, you got talent. I mean, it's not whole, I mean, you got cats can play, but, uh, but yes, yeah, so I went to shows, you know, I took that job. We won six games my first year to uh, my, my all conference guard, you know, uh, he blew me off all summer. That's when they first introduced summer basketball. And I told him he's a baseball dude. And I told him, I said, look, man, that's fine. Go do baseball. I'm good with that. But, you know, when when, when you can, show up just a little bit because he was going to be a senior. And, uh, well, he didn't. He was down at the Dairy Queen or the Dairy Freeze uh, down there. And, uh, you know, when we were practicing. And so I, I told him, I told him, uh, and I look back now because, you know, when you're young, you're figuring things out as a coach. I, I told him uh, in, when I said – I feel bad even saying this on. I said, "Look, you're gonna be the only kid to ever get cut from from shows, especially a show basketball." Because we we only had like eight guys come out for the yeah. team. I mean, I said, "You're gonna be the you know you're gonna be you're gonna be the story of the only kid the only kid to ever get cut from shows." I said, "Or you can just decide to go focus on baseball." And and I had the sophomore guard who I was really high on, Paco Medina was his name, and he was a pretty good player, and I liked him. But I didn't know he was going to become a big freaking golf player, so or golf <laughs> golfer. And uh, so I get rid of my senior guard because he was being, uh, you know, whatever. And I put the reins in this sophomore, and then he didn't play either. <laughs> he went play golf, so I was stuck with, uh, you know, no point guard. And uh, yeah, we went zero and twenty one. Uh, and yeah, and then uh, I forgot where we went the third year, uh, and that's when I decided I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go back and be an assistant for a while. <laughs> there you have it, part one, Scott Shane. That's really good stuff right there. And I mean, you see how much he bounced kind of all over the board. And I've told you over and over and over, that's what we want this podcast to be is an example that it's not from point A to point B. There, there are a ton of stops in between. 
Scott showed that to you. We're, we have part two coming to you here really soon, next couple days. Check it out. It's, it talks about you know where Scott really gets into the meat of his coaching career. He had his first couple stops, and just like all of us, they, they, they don't go as smooth as you think they're going to at that first stop. And so uh, listen to kind of how he recovers, what his uh, next couple stops are, how he got to where he is now. Uh, really great talking with him. Really great part one. Check out part two next couple days. As always, you can get the scoop on all things hoop here on Hoop Scoop. One of the most stressful things in the world is planning a wedding. I'll never forget when me and my wife were planning our wedding, just how stressful it was, all the moving pieces that you have going on. The good news is now there's a solution. OurStressFreeWedding.com is the best place to find your vendors to organize all your thoughts. Visit OurStressFreeWedding.com to see how they can help you for your big day. Today, more than ever, players, coaches, trainers, and everyone in between are looking for great ways to showcase their talent, their camp, their program. That's where my friends at Era Sports come in. Era Sports is a content creation company that works with high school, college, and pro athletes to create the best media on the market. If you want to showcase your talent through photo, video, or graphic design, call Era today. Era Sports, we are at the game.